When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. There is no better group of buds for flower power than forms of the shrubby potentilla. Hello and welcome to This Week in the Garden. I'm Peter Seabrook, here to help with some of your gardening quandaries. We're always on the lookout for new plants and flowers on this podcast, and so I'm delighted to be joined this week by Tim Clapp from B&Q to discuss the launch of Impatiens Imara. My thanks to Thompson & Morgan, sponsors of this podcast, and of course my producer, Charlie Jones. Goodness, the heat has been pretty relentless until Tuesday this week. Um, as I drive about, it's not just the grasses on the roadside that are dry, uh, even the trees and shrubs are beginning to wilt. Birch leaves going yellow and falling prematurely. We've seen it all before in 1976. Uh, And I think the message has to be, cut your losses, put the water where it's really needed and things that you want to treasure, uh, and don't sprinkle water over the top, as I keep saying, what water you've got. Put it several times onto one or two plants so it really penetrates. There are one or two crops, I can think of courgettes and cucumbers in particular, uh, that are cropping like nobody's business job to give the cucumbers away and if you turn your back on the courgettes they're giant marrows before you blink but there we are if you like courgettes you'll be in clover i always find something new at flower shows and last week at the hampton court palace show salutation garden down in kent had a really interesting display with a big collection of plectranthus but the plant which caught my eye was a multi-stemmed purple-coloured in the stem and in the leaf vein, sugarcane, saccharum, apinanascum, variety violacea, if you want the full name. But the interesting thing about it was that it was propagated from hardwood cuttings. And yet it's a grass, doesn't really have woody stems. It has quite a thick stem, and if you cut a piece of that in October and then cut that piece into two or three inches long and bundle them together and put them into a pot of water, they form root and that produces the stock for next year. You have to keep it uh, frost-free through the winter, but it's uh, cluster-stemmed, forms a really good clump and I can see that making a very good dot plant for bedding. We'll beat the purple millets that we've been growing for some years. I hear too that there's a very good crop of British cherries and uh, British summer fruits, for example, expect to fit 5,000 tonnes of them. Boy, I like a nice fresh English cherry, so I shall look forward to uh, seeing a punnet or two of those in the supermarket in the next week or two. Not quite such good news is the CITES charges that could come in with Brexit. At present, 
we can move plants freely without charge right through the European Union. But if uh, we don't do some sensible deal, there will be a CITES charge on plants coming in and going out of Britain. And this could hit things like uh, orchid exhibitors. If I was an orchid grower in England and wanted to take, say, 20 or 30 different uh, species of orchids across to a show in France, it would cost me 70 to £90 pounds a time CITES charges to take them to France and then the same to bring them back again. Doesn't make sense to me. Uh, so we're raising the subject and discussing it with uh, DEFRA and with Q and with the Horticultural Trades Association just to see whether something sensible can be done with those CITES charges. Back home, I mentioned the uh, cherries. In my own garden, I'm picking uh, currants, red and black, gooseberries, strawberries and raspberries. Boy, it takes some time picking all that soft fruit and then, of course, you've got to deal with it. Fortunately, uh, most of them freeze very well, so it's a matter of popping them into the deep freeze. And I've just made a bit of blackcurrant jam. Boy, that's nice. Uh, it's from a very large-fruited variety called Big Ben, so it's really juicy. Now, for those of you that have got raspberries, now is the time to give them a really good soak in water. It really does pay... You'll see the fruit size swell if they've been starved of moisture for the last few days. Uh, and if you've got peas coming into pod and potatoes coming up to bloom, that's the time to give those a good watering too. Greenhouses desperately need shading if you've got tomatoes or cucumbers in a cold greenhouse. Then paint the glass with a thing called cool glass. It's white and you need white shading Never green, that just increases the heat. So you need a white shading material. And cool glass is very clever because you just paint it on and in the autumn when you need to remove it to let the light in again, you just get a duster and it wipes off. Today we have another very experienced horticulturist as our guest. He's Mr Tim Clapp, Kingfisher, Group Head of range horticulture, which of course includes B&Q. And we spoke to him at Hampton Court Palace Flower Show last week. Tim, I believe our hardest congratulations uh, are in order. Is that right? Yes, thank you, Peter. It's so exciting. I mean, yesterday, uh, we were awarded a gold medal for our busy Lizzie garden. And then this morning, they turned up with the Tudor Rose medal which, of course, is awarded to the garden with the best in show. So, you know, that's, that's a sort of once-in-a-lifetime achievement, really. So to say we're excited is an, under, is an understatement. <laughs> and you've had the boss in there too, eh? Goodness gracious. <laughs> yeah. Time to ask for a rise, Tim. <laughs> <laughs> and, and perhaps you should pack up. I mean, it can't get better than that, can it? Yes, uh, yeah, it was, they go out, when, go out the top. But, yeah. no, it's, uh, it's, it's fantastic. And, I, you know, the best, but the best bit is seeing you know, the people walking around and hearing the comments. and I mean, that's what it's all about, really. So um, fantastic and, and nice that actually it, the plants that we've got on the garden, you can pop down to your local B&Q and buy them. So um, that's one of the real highlights for me. That's right. So anybody listening can actually be a part of what's going on. And, and you and I were looking at the Impatiens 
Imara, the new busy lizzies last summer. And they really do have remarkable disease resistance, don't they? <laughs> yes, I can remember that day very well. Um, two weeks before we'd met Peter, we'd, I'd been to see the plants to, to see what they were looking like, and they were all looking amazing. But nobody told me that the old varieties that get the disease were in the gardens, and they were comparing them with the new ones. I, I thought they were all just the new ones. And the day you turned up about an hour before I got there, I got there to see all these old varieties that were dying. And I, for, for about 10 minutes, I, my heart just sank. I thought a whole year's worth of work had all been in vain. But I was then told, no, no, those are the old ones. And uh, that's to be expected. But yeah, I mean, literally two weeks after you saw those those plants, they were completely gone. Nothing to see of the old varieties whatsoever, completely taken over by the disease. Um, whereas the new, the new Amara ones were still flowering, still looking great. So, so you were panicking. You didn't tell me when we met that you were panicking like that. Come on now. <laughs> you, you must be Poker good. Face. You must be a good poker player. Uh, yeah. But but I can tell listeners that yes, it was remarkable that, that the traditional varieties had, had lost their leaves, were just stems and wiped out by downy mildew, whilst Amara stood proud and, and was flowering freely and still had good leaf cover. Yeah. So we'll keep our fingers crossed that you've now got an absolute winner. Yeah, let's hope so. And, and you've been offering it in several sizes. Uh, um, you know, I've got um, plants in hanging baskets and also freestanding in containers, and, and they're really doing a wonderful job, even in this really quite hot, dry condition. Yeah, it's very adaptable as a plant because it's one of the few bedding plants that you can grow in the shade as well in the sun. Of course, you can plant them out in the ground, you can put them in pots, you can put them in containers, you can put them in hanging baskets. I mean, they just about go anywhere. So in terms of value for money, that you know, you can't really get much better. Now, with the Hampton Court Garden, you've got um, an overcover, almost like a tropical rainforest, you know, palms and really exotic trees, with the Amara bedded out underneath on the... Uh, forest floor almost so it's a quite different style of staging yeah i mean imara comes from the swahili strong and it means strong and resilient and we chose that name because of course in the wild busy come from east africa and they that's where they grow in that in that type of uh, climate and you know in the understory of a, of a forest glade so um that's their natural that's their natural habitat so it was trying to show them in this real situation as we possibly could so it's lovely to see them and see them planted with you know in a mixed planting not just bedded out in the sort of the old traditional bedding beds it's very effective i think uh, and i've got some of that in my own gardening mi- mixing them in uh, some of the busy lizzies under the shade of shrubs where they're working quite well and also mixed in with uh, another introduction from the same breeder of Amara, the Syngenta Company, the new Calliope uh, hybrid geranium, the sort of ivy leaf zonal cross, because there's one magenta colour that's common to both the Amara and the Calliope, isn't there? Yeah, yes, there is. I mean... The- I mean, the Calliope, just talking about those for a minute, they, they are very, very good plants as well. I mean, they are sort of like geraniums on steroids, really. And it was quite funny at the weekend, my, my mother-in-law phoned me and I, I 
put some in her garden, I don't know, a month ago, and she phoned me, she said, I don't know what those geraniums are that you've put in my garden. They must be new or something. She said they're the best the best display I've ever had, and they really are. They will flower incredibly well and keep producing enormous amounts of flower. And, you know, and it's great to see how plant breeders are just making their plants tougher, more disease resilient, producing more flowers. I mean, they come, I came across a term recently called frost to frost. Well, that's their aim is that they flower from the last frost of the spring to the first frost of the autumn. And that's what they're trying to do and achieve these days. So, you know, from value for money is fantastic on these. Well, I quite like that term, frost to frost. I can see us nicking that somewhere. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but, but you must have a pretty good job now, Tim, uh, uh, travelling the world almost. I feel very privileged to do the job I am. I, I do. I, I think I've probably got one of the best jobs that there is. And um, to get to go and see as many plants and there's different places. I mean, this week I'm in France and Spain and next week I'm in Romania. And, uh, you know, I do get to do a lot of traveling but, and to see a lot of plants. And um, I don't take it lightly. It's a, it's a real responsibility, but, but it's, a, it's a lot of fun too. I mean, you, you must be the introducer or the buyer for more plants than anyone else in the UK. Um, it's difficult to say, to know for sure. But, yeah, it might even be in Europe as well, actually. But, um, I, you know, nobody, nobody shares their figures exactly. But we must be getting very close to that. It's a nice job to have. And, and the grapevine tells me that you, that you were in India recently. I mean, what are you doing in India? <laughs> oh, top secret piece. We can't. <laughs> oh, is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, no, we, we look at, you know, India, they produce a lot of coconuts in India, so we can look at coir and things like that, which we start, which we use in our composts. So, um, you know, it's a very, coir is also used in our easy grow bedding ex- exclusively, so we don't use any peat in that at all. And, um, and it's very, very, very good in terms of water management. It's better than peat, actually, for water management. It, it, it holds on to water very, very well absorbs it um but to go and see it in the you know see them making it manufacturing was um, was 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 really interesting for me now your earlier days were spent growing roses that's i think how we first met wasn't it looking at <laughs> new varieties of roses uh, i remember the first day i was a young management trainee i think i'd been working for not cuts nurseries for about six months and i got introduced to this tv celebrity who was called peter seabrook so i was a bit starstruck and i remember you asking me saying have you got a knife in your pocket and i was mortified <laughs> because normally i would have always had a knife in my pocket but that one day i didn't and i felt <laughs> terrible but but um you know they were good days i i love growing roses and we had a lot of fun with we, roses um when we, when we were there we we did indeed i seem to remember a cordy's variety called bucks and beauty uh, and, and, and a journey to a, a photographic studio in London yes, with one, the, with one Tim Clapp. <laughs> <laughs> the best day's work I think I've ever had in my life. And, yes, I think, um, I think I met the page three photographer. I think you told me that he was a great garden enthusiast. I think it was called Beverly Goodway, I think. Is that right? That's correct. What a, yeah, what a lovely man Beverly was. Yeah. He was. Not, yeah. not what you expected. When you said go and meet a page three photographer, you didn't have particularly positive thoughts in your mind, but he was a lovely, lovely gentleman. Yeah. Yeah, we took the rays down to London and, uh, to go and get it photographed for the, uh, for the sun 
on that day. So that was a, yeah, that was a good day. That's a really big rose, isn't it? And I've still got one in my garden. Very fragrant. Yeah. Yeah. We need. We tried to get the world, the Guinness World Record for the biggest rose on that rose on that one, but we didn't quite manage it. But it was. It's a huge flowering rose, um, and it has got a fantastic fragrance. And we saw it in a rose field on the trial field in Germany with Cordes roses. It stood out amongst, you know, you can imagine there were thousands and thousands of new varieties. I think they, they had it when we were there, they were looking at nearly a million new varieties a year, I think they were starting off with, to get down to about five new ones that they were they were going to launch. Um, but it stood out across across the whole field and it was like, right, we're going to take that one back to the UK. And we, so we launched it and had a huge amount of fun with it. It was great. Yeah, I, th- I think it's time. You know, they say what's been around comes around. I think it's time we gave Bucks and Beauty a little bit more. Uh, gave, it, gave it another go. I yeah, think, yeah, I think so. Tim, congratulations on Hampton Court. Couldn't be more pleased for you. It's, it's great that we've followed the success of Amara. Uh, and uh, with a bit of luck, millions of people are going to have fun looking out on that and make their lives a little more colourful. So th- thanks very much for sparing your time today. Thank you, Peter. What's on? Well, I mentioned cherries earlier. The Brogdale Fruit Trials down in Kent have a cherry fair on the 15th of July. I remember as a schoolboy, we used to go on coach trips to Margate uh, at this time of the year. And the coach would stop and everybody would buy a bag of cherries to eat on the way back. Uh, and I should think that Brogdale Cherry Fair would be just the place to get a punnet or two of good cherries. Oh, and it's also the Royal Windsor Rose and Horticultural Society show this coming Saturday. I hope to be there and see the school children with their planted wheelbarrows. For those of you in the Midlands, uh, it is worth noting that on Wednesday the 18th of July, from 4 until 8, the Ball Colgrave Show Gardens are open at West Adderbury for charity. It only costs you £3 to get in, and the money goes to uh, the local hospice and to the David Colgrave Foundation that makes grants to young people studying horticulture. Quite apart from the money raised, those show gardens are spectacular. Over 700 new or Recently introduced summer flowering annuals and perennials on show, staged in the most beautiful ways. So if you're anywhere near West Atterbury on Wednesday, late afternoon, early evening, I promise you, if the weather's fine, it'll be a wonderful visit. Thanks again to our sponsor, Thompson & Morgan. And thanks to you for listening. Enjoy your garden. We'll be back next Thursday. Discover more at sungardening.co.uk Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.